Welcome to another edition of Matt Sporthouse. I'm your host, Matthew Anderson. It's finally NFL Draft Week, and I'm so excited. I'm sure you are, too. All the, well, really, the NFL Combine, the Pro Days, the Pre-Draft is all over. All the mock drafts are all out. Beginning Thursday, young men from all across the country, dreams will come true as they hear their name called by the commissioner, and they'll take their pictures and see the NFL jerseys and put on their new team's hats. Also, they'll probably fly out the next day private to the new team's facility, well, their new team's facility, and meet the coaches and the current players that they'll be playing with and, the, you know, get their houses and all that good stuff. But before we get into all the NFL draft stuff, let's go ahead and talk about the NBA playoffs. When I say the NBA playoffs, I really mean the Oklahoma City Thunder and Russell Westbrook. This is because the Russell Westbrook has kind of been all over the news in a negative light, whether it be Twitter or other sports outlets such as FS1 or ESPN. This is because Oklahoma City Thunder is currently down 3-1 to one in a series of games. All you do is to win the four to the Portland Trailblazers. We expected the Portland Trailblazers to be kind of like of a little brother or maybe like a gnat. Like, you know, something that kind of aggravate the Thunder. Maybe win one or two games, but definitely not to be up 3-1. to one. Damian Lillard's been playing really well. Him and CJ, and they have definitely exceeded expectations in this series a lot of people are blaming Russell Westbrook saying that his style of play is costing them games series however you want to say it his style of play is very aggressive I'm gonna force whatever I want to happen I'm gonna force it to happen and if if it doesn't work immediately we're gonna keep trying it my way and that way does not really adjust very well to the playoffs because in the playoffs you have to win four games. You get to beat the team four times. You can't just like beat them once. Maybe that aggressive style of play can beat the team once, but you have to learn how to adjust in a playoff. And uh, Russell doesn't really like to adjust very much, so he's not as coachable as uh, I'm sure as Billy Donovan would wish. And so with those two things, key parts of the equation being taken out, it really leaves the Oklahoma City Thunder very vulnerable. And this could be one of the reasons. And most believe this is the reason why they are currently down three to one. When Russell Westbrook was playing more so like a facilitator role during the season, the team was really clicking. As a matter of fact, Paul George was an MVP candidate. He seemed happier. The team seemed happier. But Russell Westbrook has kind of went back to his old ways of doing things. This is very unfortunate for the rest of the team. And Paul George, even though Paul George does have a shoulder injury, so that also has impacted things. And what another thing people have to think about is that whenever Russell Westbrook is, he's been playing this aggressive style triple double for most of his NBA career, and he's gotten him an MVP, kind of gotten him from a no name guy to. Yeah, because he can't... Okay, I just want to talk about this for a second. I do not understand how everybody's saying Russell Westbrook was like nothing in high school. He was just an average guy. Because average guys do not get college basketball scholarship to UCLA. Like, if you wanted to say an average guy, John Morant in high school, maybe he was average. Because those guys go to Murray State and they blow up. But they do not go to UCLA. So I don't know how average he was, but that's what people are saying. But his... Anyway, to get back on subject... His style of play got him from that to being a star in the league, getting an MVP, at one point winning the SB Best Male Athlete of the Year award. And then, so with him being that, it's kind of hard for him to transition to a new style of play once his old style of play has been so successful for him. But it's obviously necessary being that they will be eliminated in the first round almost, almost most definitely. 
Also, another thing to think about that I've heard a lot of rumors about is that Russell Westbrook might be traded. That's not happening, folks. He's under a five-year, $207 million contract. That is $41 million a year. That's You're not trading that guy because you don't want to pay all the. You might trade him. As a matter of fact, I take that back. If you could find somebody to take that contract, you would definitely trade him. But you're not letting him go because otherwise you'd have to pay him that money. He wouldn't even be playing on your team. I don't care how much money you make. That is too much to have walking out the door. With that being said, get your little cousins involved in rec league basketball because if they're good at it, they could potentially make $41 million a year. Folks, do the math. That's more than $3 million a month playing basketball, the game they like. And if you even really want to break that down, you don't even play basketball the whole year. So some year, some months you're getting paid $3 million just to train. But once again, to get back on subject, also Russell Westbrook is a business. Like, he's a, what they say? He's not a businessman. He's a businessman. Yeah, I mean, people come out to Warriors, not Warriors, people come out to Thunder Games just because Russell Westbrook is playing. They buy apparel, cups, sneakers, T-shirts, player T-shirts, player jerseys, all that stuff. That helps the owner make money, too. So they're not going to trade him, I don't think. They're not going to release him. I don't think they're just stuck with him in this big deal, which is could be considered unfortunate. Also, little off subject here, but I was just kind of brainstorming the other day. I was thinking about this Oklahoma City Thunder franchise, and it's kind of hard to believe and really crazy to believe that at one point they had James Harden, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook all on the same team. That is a dynamic squad. One can say that team could have beaten the, the all those players, with two of which especially are very ball dominant, but that team definitely could have competed at with the Golden State Warriors, depending on where they are, depending on where they are in their career. But, you know, sometimes in sports that happens, you just think what could have been versus what actually happened. Moving on, the Boston Celtics, actually to switch gears completely, the Boston Celtics have swept the Magic, has successfully swept the Magic and will advance. Most likely they'll play the Milwaukee Bucks in the next round of the playoffs along with the Belks, as long as the Bucks don't let the Pistons, the Detroit Pistons, come back in the series, which is highly unlikely. The Milwaukee Bucks are currently up 3-0 to zero against the Pistons, and the Pistons don't even have their best player, being Blake Griffin, is out for the rest of the year. So I expect the Bucks to go ahead and complete the sweep. The Celtics have been playing really well, though. Gordon Hayward is coming more to himself. He struggled earlier in the season, but now he's starting to play better and better. Uh, Jason Tatum is looking like playoff Jason Tatum from last year. So, so, and this has been a really great season for a great season series, really. Because at some point in the season, the Celtics were lost. Nobody was happy. But now they're kind of moving back and all gears are turning. And Kyrie Irving has been phenomenal. You know, right now, the, from what I'm noticing, he's doing a very good job of getting guys involved. Sometimes Kyrie can get a little bit selfish because Kyrie, in all in all, is a one-on-one guy. Like, he, he can work the whole passing and he's becoming better at it. But... All in all, he's a one-on-one guy. But he's been a very good job facilitating for the team and getting everybody else involved. And that's where this team is playing at their highest potential. The struggle for, well, really the key to that series whenever the Celtics play the Bucks is going to be can the Greek freak be, can the Greek freak, his name is Giannis Antetokounmpo, but I don't really pronounce the name very well. But anyway, so can the Greek freak be the dominant factor in the playoffs that he has been really throughout the year? Because a lot of times what happens with the Greek flick in the playoffs is as he progresses, whenever he goes on the road, especially in tough games, he kind of turns into an average guy. Obviously, he's much taller than everybody else. But it's like he's not that superstar MVP type player. So if he can, like, step that up this year, I think they have a good chance against the Boston Celtics. It'll definitely be a great series. I wouldn't be surprised that went to game seven. Uh, Now, talking about the NFL draft. 
This draft has a couple blue chip skill guys, but for the most part, it's more interior offensive linemen and defensive linemen. Not too many of the big name skill guys you have. You do have Kyler Murray and the you know the Dwayne Haskins. A lot of people believe that the Kyler Murray will be taken by the Arizona Cardinals. Wouldn't be surprised if this didn't happen, though, because it is not a good look for uh, the Arizona Cardinals general manager to have to take in a first-round quarterback in two back-to-back years because that pretty much means he messed up. And like most people in life, general managers do not like to admit that. They'd rather work with what they have and see if uh, through progressions and as the guy continues to prove if he becomes what he was, what they thought he was going to become in like the first place, that being Josh Rosen. But if they do take Kyler Murray, they will for sure trade Josh Rosen. That trade might even take place on draft day. Also, Dwayne Haskins, he's six. Dwayne Haskins, 6'3", 231 pounds. He's more of the prototypical NFL quarterback. The only thing that his coach, Urban Meyer, did bring to my attention, but actually both of these guys are, they've only been the head, the guy, the quarterback of their college team for one year. A lot of times you have guys like Baker or Deshaun Watts who've been like the guy for two years. And the more you play the sport, the more you play the position, especially at a high level, the better you get. So that is a concern, kind of, sort of. But if Dwayne Haskins were to go to a place like the New York Giants, he could sit behind Eli Manning, very similar to how Patrick Mahomes did to Alex Smith you sit behind him you learn the scheme for yourself so that therefore whenever you're asked to call you know exactly how to do things and I mean even notice the little things how the guy takes notes in meetings how the guy operates the media things of that nature which are very important one of the biggest knocks on Dwayne Haskins has been that he threw a lot of short routes at Ohio State to a lot of fast receivers because his receivers ran 4-3-1, in the 40-yard dash at the NFL Combine. That is laser time, folks. That is outstanding. That's probably faster than some track teams, some Division I collegiate track teams that probably even win championships. But obviously, these guys just chose the uh, football route. But so that's been a knock on him. They're saying so he's basically been working with gold. What happens when he has to work with a team that may not be as good with receivers that may not be as fast? Will he be able to get the ball down the field? I've recently at first I wasn't much of a fan of Dwayne Haskins. I'm a big fan now. I think he has a lot, he has a really high ceiling. And also by although it was his high his college coach, Urban Meyer, I believe Urban Urban can be very critical of his players sometimes too. So I think that Dwayne Haskins will be fine. I hope the Giants draft him, but if not, I'm not sure who will. I feel like he won't go down any lower to the Redskins. I feel like the Redskins, because they will, even if Alex Smith comes back after that injury yet, I feel like his time in the league will be expiring. So it'll be interesting to see where those guys come. Some other notable names will be Nick Bosa, who was from Ohio State. He's the guy that played, I think it was just in the first game last season. He was hurt and he got injured and he decided to sit the rest of the season out and go ahead and prepare, rehab and prepare for the NFL combine and draft. He has an older brother that, as a matter of fact, plays for the Chargers, who was a first round pick from Ohio State just a year or two ago. But Nick Bosa, most people are expecting to go to the San Francisco 49ers. Some other big names include Quentin Williams, who's an interior defense alignment from Alabama. A lot of people are thinking he might go to the Oakland Raiders or Rashawn Gary, who is a defensive end from Michigan. Both those guys are real big guys. High name, really panned out coming out of college. Also, another some other notable players you might hear Josh Allen, who's an edge uh, outside linebacker from the University of Kentucky. Devin White, who's the captain of the defense at LSU. Some other players in there. Uh, looking forward to seeing what happens this year in the draft. If you got any predictions, hit me up on Twitter, Matt the Chosen One. Hit me up on Instagram, whatever the case may be, for any questions or comments or concerns. Can't wait next week to discuss what happens in the draft. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening.